Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. You know, most of the ages of the people in this audience, we said farewell to high school years ago. But whether this is the case with you, or maybe you're in school now or in that range now, we all have something in common. See, we often were expected to know what we wanted to do with the rest of our lives at that time so that we could prepare. Counselors may have kind of prodded us in certain directions. Family may have mapped that out for you with or without your consent. And we ourselves may even think, well, I know exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life. But you know, that could change. Once new people, new inspiration, or new experiences enter into our worlds. So this this raises the question, do we have to have a singular passion? Can more than one thing fulfill us? Can more than one thing make us happy and intrigue us or present a new avenue to pursue in our lives? Dude, I hope so. I, I want to be as interested in as many different things as my brain and my heart can hold. Now, true, prioritizing is important. But, but the more we learn and experience, the better and more of a well-rounded person we can potentially become. And again, you got to put the brakes on this somewhere. There has to be parameters. You know, you don't have to necessarily touch the oven to know that it's hot. You don't have to think, oh, I, you know, I probably would get a lot more done if I was a lot more into cocaine, you know, you could read about that without having to become addicted to something that's not good for you, right? So no, not all things are worth experiencing and not all new experiences are necessarily good. Put it this way, the To Know Myself website says this about plural interests. It says hobbies, for example, reflect the innermost desires of most people, help them fulfill their unmet needs and make them feel special. But it also states that people can be doing the exact same hobby for completely different reasons. For example, musicians. Some people get into music because they're just passionate about music. They love them some music. Some people get into the music business because they want to meet people and travel and not be told what to do, and they think this might help. Others may think that politically saying something behind the guise of music, that they will have the biggest audience with which to express themselves. Yet others, it's as simple as when holding a guitar, sitting at a keyboard, holding a microphone, or some drumsticks, you can become another person immediately and they like that other person it's funny the article also notes that there's reasons that motivate people to develop certain hobbies certain passions there's actually five points and i I liked all of them so i usually don't do this much copying but i did like this the first one is compensation see many people develop certain hobbies to compensate for certain unsatisfied emotional needs. You know, maybe somebody was a a bullied child and they grew up and they became a a prize fighter. You know, it's not by chance in many cases. 
You know, number two, sometimes a hobby can support a certain identity. You know, like sometimes, let's say uh, there's a lady and the lady does not want to be identified as uh, a Barbie girl, so to speak. And so she decides, I am going to learn everything there is to learn about football. Now, I'm not putting a gender on any of this. People can learn what they want. I don't believe one is for men and one is for women. I don't care. But my point is, is that society usually does. So sometimes people will pick a hobby that will associate them with a certain identity. Uh, number three, some people want to control the world. Now, that sounds a little incredible, but not really when you pull back the layers. Some people develop certain hobbies, like, for example, video games, because they're in control of something. They become in control of the imaginary world that these games allow them to create and or live in. When some people feel powerless or not in control in their own lives, they may look for another realm that can make them feel in control, such as an imaginary world provided by a certain board game, video game, etc. Number four, and this is a big one for me, is nostalgia. Some people love collecting things because they're very interested in the past. Sometimes they're too attached to the past. This usually happens with people who prefer the past over the present. And then finally, channeling their emotions. You're going to find sometimes that aggressive people like hobbies where they get to go fast or they get to compete. They might like aggressive sports and find them more appealing than other sports. Then again, you may find an artist or a writer or a painter, and they use this hobby to basically not only be creative, but to dump the experiences they go through, especially the emotionally intensive ones, onto a new medium, a new subject, and you get art out of it. It's a beautiful thing. And we may keep diversity of interest in our lives open. We don't have to do just one thing. For example, if I was to say the name Tiger Woods, <coughs> excuse me, what would you think of? Golf, right? But did you know that guy is also passionate about spearfishing as well? This is kind of fun. Let's do some more. How about David Letterman? Comedy, TV. He also loves racing so much that he co-owns a racing team. George Lucas. Oh, Mr. Star Wars, right? Filmmaking. He also loves cycling. Or what about somebody like Wolfgang Puck? You know, he must think of and dream about food 24-7, right? Uh, not if he has a chance to go skiing. The point is that we don't have to have a singular path and a singular passion. Even if we are super passionate about something in particular, we can have more than one. One of my passions has always been record collecting. For as far back as, as I can remember... And in 2000, there was a film that came out called Vinyl about the mentality behind record collectors. So, so me being me, I, I had to check this out. I was intrigued. Here's how a website called Color Vinyl Records describes the vinyl movie. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry, guys. It says a documentary by a Canadian filmmaker and record collector 
that investigates the wacky world of record collecting and tries to get to the bottom of his obsession. In the film, they seek not to talk to people who collect records to discuss music, but rather to discuss what drives someone to collect records in the first place. The filmmaker spends a large portion of the film in stylized, self-filmed confessions where he expounds on his life in regard to record collecting, feeling that record collecting to some degree has prevented him from fulfilling some of his dreams, for example, to have a family. But it doesn't stop there. Other collectors that he talks to includes a car wash employee who claims to own over one million records and claims to have memorized the track listing of every KTEL collection that he owns. Then there's this other person who is a government employee who refuses to organize his collection because he leaves it in little stacks all over his house. So basically people can't come over. He wants to be left alone and his record collection provides two things for him. One, the satisfaction and joy of collecting records and two, his isolation. And then there's a man who literally throws out his large record collection. We're watching him do it into a garbage bin rather than sell it or give it away because he doesn't want anybody else to have it. Now, while that last one may seem especially weird, I kind of get it. See, what happens when it comes to a collection of whatever it is, is you can become singularly identified with your collection. You can become one with your collection. So could he give a portion of himself away? It would be hard. Now, in my case, I could give mine away. I'm at a stage in my life where, you know, honestly, I don't need them. But I will say this. Let's say I gave them to somebody that I knew. I would still feel like they were my records just living at a new address, and I'm not sure how I could handle that. See, all of these people in this documentary needed more than just awesome record collections in their lives. There were holes in their lives, and the records were diversions. And I get that. There was a time in my life in the past where if I didn't have my record collection, I would have felt like I lost my identity. And the only thing that I felt at the time that might have made me interesting. But now, way more comfortable in my own skin. I have them. I love them. But I can't really say I need them anymore. And we can all benefit from each other's experiences, regardless of what it is that we like to do or what we're passionate about. So here's my question to you. Why don't we? Why don't we collect passions? Because there, there can be as many as you want. So let's collect passions like just like we're collecting the shells on a beach. So here's my last piece of advice for this particular episode. Fall in love. Dream big. Dream small. Only work in step with these thoughts and free yourself from the limitations that you may actually only be putting on yourself. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Pluralize Your Passion playlist. Picks, 
pickled peppers. Say that really fast. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, Pluralize Your Passion. Here's the 10 songs. Track number one is Choices by the Ataris. Number two is R.E.M. with Talk About the Passion. I almost made that the theme of this one for like the entire episode. Number three, probably one of the funkiest prog songs that you'll ever hear and one of the weirdest. It's called I Never Glid Before and it's by the band Gong. You want to listen to something, you know, a little trippy? There you have it. Number four, some punk rock with corrosion of conformity with positive outlook. Number five, the P-Funk All-Stars with Catch a Keeper. Number six, some 80s metal with Cinderella and the song is The More Things Change. Number seven, George Harrison with Behind That Locked Door. Number eight, the very Duran Duran sounding band Japan with the song aptly named for this episode, my new career number nine is flavor by the john spencer blues explosion and number 10 the one and only sammy davis jr with more than one way that's our new playlist again you can find this playlist really easily on spotify just type in refresher podcast dash pluralize your passion interesting new group to come listen to us this time around we'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show our demographic report shows that we now have listeners in bratislava slovakia brand new place welcome to refresher we're so happy that you're here you know this show simply would not exist without you if you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends that would be amazing. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. Also, I want to tell you that if you're interested in reading any of my personal books that I've written, including my interviews with famous people, maybe get some t-shirts to show off your love for the Refresher podcast and some merch or whatever the case may be, you also can go to refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. You also will learn about friends of our show there like Leafy and DesignCraft and, of course, the Managing Expectations podcast. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.